Yahav Barnea is the shlicha, or emissary, for the Jewish agency and a greater Kansas City area. She was born and raised in Israel and comes from a kibbutz located in the north of Israel in the western Galilee, or Galil, called Shomrat. Instead of joining the army immediately after high school, Yahav took a gap year and volunteered with Hashomer Hatzair, the youth movement, um, an international Zionist Jewish youth movement that was started about 100 years ago in Europe. And Yahav was a member herself joining the movement when she was in the sixth grade, and she became a counselor when she was in high school. Through this program, she worked with the children of migrant workers in Israel, including <coughs> Filipinos, Africans, Indians, and Turks, many of whom were in the country illegally. In the military, she completed her service, actually about a decade ago, and there she served as an assistant in the military law offices. Following her army experience, Yahav worked on a kibbutz close to the Gaza Strip as a counselor of sorts to 11th and 12th grade boarding school students. She attended Kibbutzim College of Education in Tel Aviv, and during school she volunteered at the African Refugee Development Center with the children of African refugees. Prior to moving to Kansas City, Yahav finished her bachelor's degree in education and completed two years of teaching history and Bible studies at a public middle school in Israel. As our shlicha in Kansas City, Yahav has many initiatives and activities, but we at Beth Torah are most grateful to her for her visits to the students in all three of our programs in our Nate-accredited Weiner Religious School. She's been in our Sundays, in our Keshet, and our high school program in TAG, and now we get to share her with our whole congregation. So please help me to welcome Yahav Barnea. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Um, thank you for having me here. It's a great pleasure to get to visit the different uh, congregations and communities and get to know more and more people. Um, and thank you, Rabbi Reese, for that. I feel, I don't know, humbled, <laughs> a little embarrassed, but um, that was a beautiful introduction. Um, I'm a little bit nervous, so bear with me. Uh, I want to first connect to the parasha and to the things that Rabbi Reese talked about. Now, the parasha this week is the first parasha in Vaikra, which is called Parashat Vaikra, the portion. Um, and he talks also about the, the temple and the custom of the sacrifice. One of the things that happens in this parasha is the priests are trying to educate the, the people, uh, not just to make sacrifices uh, for God, um, because that's what they're expected to do or told to do, but uh, to do it with intention and with a pure heart. Now, I took something from that idea, and I thought that this idea of giving um, and donating, like you talked about the donors today, uh, has been a common idea in Judaism for many, many years and is still relevant today in our lives. We are asked to give to our congregations. We're asked to give to our local community. We're asked to give to the general global Jewish community and a part, a big part of that is Israel. And I'm here partially because of that. <laughs> 
but how can we really give with intention and a pure heart when we don't have that clear connection? How can we give when we don't know or don't have a personal relationship uh, with the receiving side? So that's why I'm here. I'm not here to make you give. <laughs> that's not my job. But I'm here to make that connection. And I'm here to create that kind of relationship. I can't explain what connects me to Israel, but it's there. Um, and it's, it's a deep connection. And it's rooted in my soul. Israel, to me, I have to admit, is a love-hate relationship. Um, on one side, you know, it's the place where my grandparents found a sanctuary after the Shoah, the Holocaust. But also it's a place where there's huge socioeconomic gaps. It's also a place where my mom chose to make Aliyah to from Canada. And that's where my parents met and fell in love. But it's also a place um, that, has, that discriminates people uh, because of race or color or religion. Um, so there are many sides that coexist in Israel. Some are beautiful and some needs repair. And I think that's something that we all share in our care for Israel is trying to repair it and to make it better. I'll go a little to telling about myself and kind of trying to connect uh, the general things and, and who I am. So like Rabbi Ri said, I was born and raised on a kibbutz in the north of Israel, where I was educated to love the country, to love the land, uh, to work hard, and to give back to society. Now, I remember growing up at the children's house. Anybody, anybody know what that is? Yes, I would love to hear. Go ahead. Anne, okay, I know so your name. So. Anybody want to add to that? That was excellent. So the idea of the children's house was part of the, the uh, communal idea of the kibbutz. And all the kids grew up together, not in their parents' house, because they needed the kibbutz education. They didn't want the parents to educate them, because they might do a bad job. Um, yeah, that was actually the idea, part of the idea. And also to, to allow uh, the grown-ups to go to work and not have to stay at home with the kids. Um, so until about, I was eight years old, I grew up in, in the children's house, so I do have uh, a lot of memories from that. I only saw my parents for a few hours a day in the afternoon. Uh, we did have real quality time then because it was so valuable, um, but it was different. Some say not a great idea. <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you about this because Part of that kind of education was also, you know, going to uh, uh, trips in the fields of the kibbutz or going to the dairy farm to see the cows. And we were surrounded by nature and there was a real sense of safety and security. We were also uh, um, immersed in the culture of the kibbutz, in the uh, holiday celebration. And 
just to tell you another story, I remember being um, so disappointed because when I was in kindergarten, before Passover, all the kids in kindergarten were uh, doing the Chad Gadya dance for the kibbutz Passover. And I couldn't attend because I went to do Passover with my family instead of on the kibbutz. My family did not think that the Passover on the kibbutz was that good, so they preferred to do it with my family. Uh, but I could not uh, take part and participate in this fun thing that all the other kids were doing. And that was part of that alternative culture. Uh, for example, in Passover, it was so different that the kibbutz wrote its own Haggadah um, that was very different than the traditional one. Um, had different songs and there was a stage and people went on to sing and dance and do different things. It wasn't like just sitting around a table and reading the story. So these are some of the memories and that aspect of the kibbutz, of the alternative culture that was built there was in contrast of the uh, diaspora jury in Europe that they so wanted to change and to be different from. I want to relate to that point uh, because ever since I got here to Kansas City, um, I've experienced a very different kind of community uh, culture. The community that defines itself through religion and the, the center of it is this, is the synagogue. Um, that was very different for me. And I have to admit that my first you know, religious Jewish uh, experience was here in Kansas City at the age of 29. Up until now, I lived in, you know, in a life without this kind of uh, customs. And I still viewed myself as a Jew forever, since I remember myself. The reason I'm saying this is to explain the differences between what it means to be Jewish here and what it means to be Jewish in Israel. Throughout my childhood, until I got to the army, I knew very little about Judaism and um, religious customs or traditions. Going out to the world and meeting people that had a very different lifestyle than me made me understand how much I did not know about this, even though I defined myself as a Jew. Eventually, I decided to go and study Bible studies and became Bible studies teacher or Torah teacher. Um, and that really opened me to a whole new world with a lot of knowledge. But even though the way I viewed it was from a very intellectual point of view um, and not a religious one. I call myself a secular Jew, chiloni. Uh, have any of you heard that word in Hebrew, chiloni? comes from the, the word chol, uh, which is, you could say, the opposite of kodesh, of something that's holy. And that's how us secular Jews in Israel call ourselves. We say we are chiloniim, as if there's maybe something, I don't know, unholy about us, or maybe it's not the right comparison. But that's the kind of uh, um, Jew I am. And I would say that means that um, my Jewishness or... Uh, um, my Jewish life is a culture one, is, a, is, is based on heritage um, and not on religion, like I said. Uh, my kibbutz, and this is part of the reason why I am who I am and I believe in what I believe, 
uh, belonged to a movement, uh, Hashomer Tzair movement, that was very secular, even to the point where it was anti-religion. Um, I grew up as far as can be from traditional Jewish Judaism and as far as can be from God. We had a socialist, Zionist ideology, and that was our faith. There's a, sort of a play on words in Hebrew. Let's see if you'll get it. The uh, acronym for HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Kaaba. Um, now, the movement uh, that I belong to, the kibbutz movement, was called HaKibbutz Artsi, which also said Kaaba. So instead of believing in one Kaaba, we believed in another one. <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, it was that big. Now, as far as Jewish customs, we celebrate our holidays in an alternative way, which I think was great because we didn't give up the culture, we just made it fit our needs, just like you guys do. And I have a lot of memories from that, dancing on the stage in uh, Sukkot, um, or doing the, well, hopefully doing the Chagad, yeah, that I could not do. Um, but I think that made us a part of something strong. And I think that makes you strong as a community. So what defines me as a Jew? It might be uh, uh, my language, Hebrew. Um, it might be my knowledge of the land of Israel from traveling and hiking all over it, um, or my passion to make things better in Israel. It might be my memories from the kibbutz. We can all create our own Jewish identity and add many layers to it. My Jewish identity is immersed in Israeli culture and society, in Zionism, in Jewish thought, and that defines me. Thank you.